Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. Notice, he says, I, John, your brother and your companion in tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island uh, called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Notice the first thing in here. You could almost break this phrase up into three different things. Uh, the first thing is, is he's your brother and companion in the tribulation of Jesus Christ. Hi everyone, and welcome to our Bible study on Truth in Christ with Pastor Rob Kellogg. John was on Patmos because he was arrested and imprisoned as a result of persecution from the Romans. As Christians, we know that we will also face persecution, and that's why John said that he is your brother and your companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. In our study today, Pastor Rob will explore what John meant when he referred to these three things. Now let's open our Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, starting in verse 9, and follow along with Pastor Rob. So let's open our Bibles now to uh, Revelation, uh, chapter 1. It's been a while since we've been in Revelation. This is a, a wonderful book, uh, a book written by the Lord, given to John. And when we look at this, we can see that it was uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's an unveiling of who He is. And not only of who He is, but it's also an unveiling of His thoughts. His thoughts and certainly the things going forward in the future. So it's not just a book about foretelling things coming in the future, although it is that. It's, it's a book about Him. It's a book about his unveiling and his thoughts and his mind and his, the things that he's thinking. And, and, he, and these things are written for us for our admonition and for our nurture. And I don't know about you, but that's encouraging to me because many people right now are really in a strait and really wondering what's going on. And many are fearful, but you and I have the Word of God. And I want to encourage you with that because... Uh, it's a it's a valuable thing that we have always had in this country. Uh, other countries don't have it like that. Some countries, like uh, Iran, for instance, and Saudi Arabia, the Bible is banned. You can't even you're not allowed to have the Bible. Um, and so there are people who don't have it, but we've got it, and we have it in abundance. So I would really encourage you to consider that going forward, and really realize the the, the great blessing it is not only for us to gather 
but also to have the Word of God in our hands. So we look at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The last time we got together was probably about a month ago uh, when we were in Revelation, and we covered the first eight verses. And so I don't know that I will um, go over those again, but let's pick up in verse 9. And what I'd like to do is just read verse 9 through the end of the chapter And then we will go back and take a look at it, okay? So Revelation chapter 1, beginning in verse 9. John says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun in its strength. And when I saw him, notice what he says, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels or messengers or pastors of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. And so as we look at this, we see a wonderful description of Jesus Christ in his glorified state. And in the scripture, we see other passages describing him in, in the very same way with similar attributes. And we'll look at that as we get going, as we get going here. But let's go back to verse 9. Uh, uh, look, look what John says. He says, John, he says, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of of Jesus Christ. What I'd like for you to notice first is that John is including himself in this. He says, John, your brother and companion. You know, John, because he was an apostle, you know, he could have uh, given himself or, or, or talked about himself with the many titles that he had. Certainly he was a disciple. He was an apostle. He was the, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And notice that John never really used these kinds of lofty titles to describe himself, but rather he said, I'm your brother and I'm your fellow companion. Because remember, John was undergoing a great, uh, a great persecution uh, as well as the others 
in uh, the church at that time in the first century under the dominion of Domitian. Remember, he was the Roman emperor at that time, and he was a very ruthless, very perverse king. Many of these king or these emperors were not only homosexuals, but they were pedophiles, and they were um, they were they were horrible men, horrible men, and they persecuted the church. And so John here is saying, "I am your fellow brother." and companion, and what great comfort that must be for those people that he was writing this letter to in the first century. And so no fancy titles about himself, you know, and it, it, the church includes John. And so they were going through the same things that uh, John was going through as well. But notice that for us, the context in, in which we live right now the church as it was going through persecution, and certainly John was too. Remember, John was uh, in Ephesus, and we believe he wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John while there, and then Domitian had him, uh, tradition has, uh, has it that they tried to boil John in oil, but because they couldn't kill him for some reason, it just didn't do the job. So instead of doing some other method uh, to kill John as an old man at this time, uh, Domitian had him sent out to the Isle of Patmos, which is about 24 miles off the coast of Ephesus and Asia Minor in the Aegean Sea. And it's really just a rocky piece of ground out there. And it's a mining colony where they sent him out there for his punishment. And, and he was just to mine out there uh, rocks and stuff like that. And that's where the Lord uh, Jesus Christ gave him this uh, revelation of Jesus Christ that we have before us. And it's interesting that after Domitian died uh, in, in 95 or 96 AD, that the very next Roman emperor, who was Nerva, that was his name, he released John from the island and, and John went back to Ephesus and just died of natural causes. He was the only disciple that didn't die a violent death. But anyway, so notice he says, I, John, your brother and your companion in tribulation and kingdom, and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island uh, called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Notice the first thing in here. You could almost break this phrase up into three different things. Uh, the first thing is, is he's your brother and companion in the tribulation of Jesus Christ. You know, one thing we have to remember as we read the Bible, especially this book, and especially as we get into what we call the Great Tribulation, which is a period of time that the church will not go through. It's a period of time that God is going to pour out His wrath upon an unbelieving world that has rejected His only means of salvation, and that was Jesus Christ. And so they've rejected Him, and so God is going to pour out His wrath on the world at that time. But prior to that wrath, the church has to be removed. So from your perspective, looking at me, the church has to be removed, and then the tribulation ensues, and that's where the wrath of God is poured out. And the book of Revelation speaks to that, and we'll get to those chapters in the coming weeks. But notice, so, but as, as children of God, we do suffer persecution. We won't go through the great tribulation, but we will suffer tribulation. And right now, we're kind of going through that right now, aren't we? We're going through a tribulation of sorts, you know, um, but it's not the same as what John went through because we're not being persecuted like John was. We're just going through a, a, a tribulation, meaning, please hear me, I'm not saying that we're going through the great tribulation. We're just going through a tribulation by this virus and the things that are going out. 
But the thing we have to remember is that Jesus, however, he suffered greatly by the hands of those whom he loved and died for. You know, and in First Thessalonians 5 verse 9, it's one of my favorite verses, and I think it's one that we really have to hold on to. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's something to remember, because we will go through tribulation at times, and we're going through one right now. This is not easy for anyone, but, uh, but God has not appointed us to go through His wrath. When His wrath is poured out, that is called the Great Tribulation, and that is something that's spoken of in the Bible, and the church will not be here for that. That's very important. And although trials and tribulations, they do produce in us patience, there are some who believe that the church has to go through the Great Tribulation in order for us to be sanctified or purified so that God can receive us, but that is not the truth at all. Although trials and tribulations, they do purify us, don't they? They do wake us up. They cause us to think soberly. But we don't have to be purified by trials and tribulations to be right with God or to be accepted by Him. We know that there is only one way that we can be accepted, and that's by faith in Christ for the blood that He shed on the cross for us. There is nothing else that purifies us like the blood of Christ. And there's no fire anywhere that can purify and purge us like the blood of Jesus can. So that's really important that we understand that. In fact, turn with me in Romans uh, chapter 8, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, because you need your Bible. In Romans chapter 8, I want to share with you something that's very encouraging and also uh, applicable to what we're talking about as John is telling us that we, we, he is our fellow uh, companion and brother in tribulation of Jesus Christ. Notice what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 31. Let me read it. Paul says to the Romans, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? And there is no one, not even the devil. The devil can try to bring his his accusations against you because he's a slanderer and a liar. But don't you believe it? And God certainly doesn't believe it. And even if it's true, if you're a child of God, you're under the blood. But notice what he says. He says, Who is he who condemns? Verse 34. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I'm so glad that God that Jesus is interceding for you and I right now. And He is, believe me. Right now, He understands what you're going through. All the families of the earth, what they're going through. And this has a, a, a there's a terminus to this thing. The uh, unfortunate thing is we don't know when that is. It may be two weeks. It may be a couple months. It may be one month. We really don't know. But notice, here's the encouragement in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation... Shall what we're going through right now, is that going to separate us from the love of Christ? No, it is not. We are loved by an awesome Creator God who loved and died for us and who's interceding for us right now. So this little tribulation that we're going through right now is not going to separate us. You may feel that He's separated from you because perhaps you're embroiled in fear. And I want to caution you against that. Allow the Lord to encompass you and get on your knees and pray and ask Him, seek Him, and say, Lord, remove any fear from me. And you know what? If you're watching the news and that's your diet, you're going to be frazzled. 
But I would encourage you to put away all that stuff. Maybe once a day, check your, your news. But after that, put it away and spend time outside. Get into the Word of God. Pray. That's the best thing for you. Anything else is just going to cause you to be angst, full of angst. And your peace is just going to go out the window. Right? And He is the Prince of Peace. And if you're with Him, you're going to have peace. But if you're listening to Fox News, if you're listening to Drudge Report or CNN, God help you, um, you're going to be frazzled. But notice, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for for your sake we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Notice, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and who loves us. And notice what he says in verse 38. This is so important. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Remember that. Be encouraged, folks, because the Lord loves us. And aren't you glad that you're loved? Let me read to you also something in John. You might just want to chat down this verse, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to read it to you. It says, Jesus speaking in John chapter 16, verse 32, He says, Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, now has now come that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And yet, I am not alone because the Father is with me. And these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Take note of that. That in me, Jesus said, you may have peace. In the world, notice, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Because it's important that you... Take everything that we read in the Word of God, put it in the bank. It's as sure, it's even more sure than the bank because in the 1930s there was a run on the bank and the money wasn't there. So this is even more sure than anything you could put in the bank. This is more sure than anything that you have. Rest your soul and your entire life upon the Word of God. You can do that and there's nothing wrong with that. This word tribulation literally means anguish or pressure or distress or being in a strait. Jesus said those things are going to happen. If you live godly in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer those things. You're going to go through tribulations and even persecutions. But what we're going through right now is not a persecution. It's a tribulation. It's just a small little blip on the screen. And imagine what it's going to be like when the church is removed and all hell breaks loose on the earth during the great tribulation. All these things are going to be compounded upon one another and People are going to be losing their minds. It's going to be exponentially much, 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 much worse than anything we're seeing right now. Go to Wegmans at 7 o'clock in the morning and see the pandemonium. And and imagine in the tribulation, that's going to be there and it's going to be even worse. And people are going to be fighting with guns and knives over supplies. And folks, aren't you glad you're not going to be here for that? And that is the thing, that's the reason why we are encouraged to share with people because you don't want your family, you don't want a friend, you don't want a, uh, a companion, anybody that you know to go through that. You don't even want your worst enemy, if you have a worst enemy, to go through something like that. So the early church was going through this tribulation for sure. Uh, not the great tribulation, but they were going through tribulation. 
but we are not going through persecution, but certainly tribulation. So notice he also says, in the, I'm your brother and, and companion in, in tribulation and kingdom. And see, if you're a child of God, and hopefully you know this, if you're a child of God and you're born again, you are part of the kingdom of Christ. There is no other way to be a part of it from the shed, apart from the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You can't buy it. You can't sign up for it. It is something that you are born into. It's something you're born into. I remember some people... Uh, having a lady come up to me one time. She came to the church and she said, I'd like to become a member of the church. And she says, what do I have to do? Do I have to sign something? Do I have to show my W-2? And I looked at her and I'm like, your W-2? And she goes, yeah. Uh, In some churches you have to show your W-2 so that you know how much to tithe. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I said, we're not about that at all. I said, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, guess what? You're part of the church. And if you stay here, praise the Lord. If you go somewhere else, guess what? You're still part of the church. And so, um, but you can't buy it. You can't buy getting into the church. You're born into it. You're born into it as a child of God. Verse 9 also says, I'm your brother and companion in the patience of Jesus Christ. The word patience speaks of endurance and continuing and being steadfast even through the greatest trials and sufferings. It's fortitude is really what it is. And, and that's something that we're going through right now. We need that fortitude, that, that endurance, that peace to go forward in, the, in spite of these difficulties in our life. And notice what he says. He goes on in verse 9 and he says, John says, I was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and secondly for the testimony of Jesus Christ. John He was being persecuted, as we said before, the things that happened to him, because of his faithfulness to Jesus. His faithfulness to Jesus, that's why he was there. And for sharing the testimony, the things that Jesus spoke while he was yet alive on the earth, those things that were being spoken and those things that John was sharing with the church at that time, that's why he was on the island of Patmos. And so he was being persecuted in the the strongest sense. And so there he is on the Isle of Patmos. And you know, there, are, there may be a time, and perhaps you already have had persecutions in your life as a believer. Notice persecutions, to differentiate it from tribulation. You may be in persecuted. Maybe you've been persecuted. Maybe you're going through persecution right now. Maybe you're being passed up for a promotion, even though you work harder than anybody else. You know, maybe you get a pathetic smile or grin from those who you try to share with. That's a very light persecution, but it is nonetheless. You know, I've gotten a look. I have these shirts that Steve Spazano has given to me, and they have like Jesus is God on them, and or Jesus is alive, or something along those lines. And um, I always find out who the Christians are in Wegmans because they always come up and they say, "Oh, that's a great shirt. I like that. I wish I could wear one like that." And I'm like, "Well, you can," you know. And so that that encourages people. But don't be afraid. It's very minor persecution when I get the snarls from people, when they look at me and they just kind of dismiss me. Or maybe you're being marginalized in your family uh, because of your faith. These are all light persecutions. But notice that John was a prisoner. He wasn't a prisoner of Rome. Even though he was a prisoner of Rome, he was really a prisoner of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul even said that about himself. He said in, um, in Philemon 1 verse 9, He says that he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And I would rather be a prisoner of Jesus, meaning I'm in prison, I'm I'm going through persecution because of my faith in Christ. 
I'd rather be a prisoner of him than of New York State. I'd rather be a prisoner of Jesus than a prisoner of... I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcasts. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.